Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. Today's episode is a continuation of our Staff Stories series. I was privileged to sit down with Shelly Hook. Shelly is the accountant here at Bethany Lutheran Church. She's very smart and very good at her job, um, something I could never possibly do. But Shelly also has an incredible depth to her. Uh, And so in our conversation, we spent a lot of time talking about our shared love of centering prayer and just the strange ways that that practice kind of finds one person. You don't usually find centering prayer, it finds you. And just some of the benefits that that can have to one's spiritual life, the sense of connection with God in a way that is beyond words. Shelley had some really articulate thoughts related to that. And just in general, it was a really great conversation. And I really appreciate Shelley taking the time to come on. And we hope that you enjoy this. Uh, let's g- get right to it, though. Here it is, a conversation with Shelley Hook. Everybody, welcome to the Together for Good podcast. I am sitting down with Shelly Hook. Hello, Shelly. Hello, good morning. Shelly is our accountant here at Bethany, and you've been in that position for a little bit. 18 years in February. 18 years in February. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And um, to say that Shelly is good at her job is a massive understatement. She keeps everything in order and super organized. And if you ever have any questions, like I always do, because I don't understand taxes. Shelly's the person that I go to. Do you like having that role? I do. I, I actually love being the person that people can go to and, and uh, you know, because I like to feel needed. I like to show, like, I feel like my talent is accounting. And so I feel, you know, it really validates me when people come and ask my opinion or, or need information or, you know, just, you know, want to chat about financial stuff. Awesome. Uh, absolutely. And I wanted, well, in, in prepping for this podcast, I was kind of talking to Shelly about some of the history of how she ended up in this job for 18 years. It's a cool story. So let's hear that. Let's start start way back at the beginning. So you've been an accountant for most of your professional career, correct? Yeah, I uh, graduated from college in 1981. So it's 41 years that I've 41 been in, years as uh-huh. an accountant. Good mm-hmm. for you. And um, and then early on, like, kind of walk us through your your journey to Bethany, because this is what you were describing for me before we hit record, and that's a it's a fun story to hear about. Okay, well, I'll start at the very beginning. I actually out of college work for Phillips Petroleum Company. Okay. In I uh, started in Oklahoma and then moved to Denver in 1984. Okay. Um, and then it was the downturn of the oil and gas industry in 1988, 1989, yep. and they closed their building here and said, you can move to Texas or we can lay you off. And I said, lay me off because <laughs> I'm not moving to Texas. And then um, after that, I got a job with a gold mining company. So you're, you're seeing kind of a trend here. It was Extractive Industries. Okay. Um, and I was with them for 13 years until 2003 when they got bought out by Kinross and they moved everything to Toronto and closed the Denver building. So again, I lost my wow. job because, you know, there was no presence here. So then I thought, I'm just going to take a year off and I'm just going to be stay home with my son. He was four and a half. Okay. He was an ECE. And um, I'm like, when he starts full day kindergarten, I'll go back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my plan. God had a different plan and uh, ended up that Joel Howerson, who was the director of finance administration at the time, called me and offered me a job. Okay. Now, the reason he offered me a job... Yeah, we got to back that up, Doctor. This is fun. Yeah, so the reason (laughs) he offered me a job was because uh, I was raised Catholic, my husband was raised Lutheran, 
And when we got married, we got married in just a non-denominational setting because we couldn't decide, like, which church. Sure. And then when we had kids, same thing. We went to two different churches. But then at one point, we were like, okay, we got to make a decision. We have to figure out what we're going to do here. And so we ultimately decided on the Lutheran Church. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband was raised Lutheran, Missouri Synod, but um, we really liked Bethany. felt like it was a good fit for us. It was a big church. We felt like we could just, you know, do our thing here and uh, it would be great. Um, and also it was big and I was used to small churches and I'm like, this will be great. We can just come and, you know, we don't have to like get super involved, you know, because I just felt like I was too busy with a full-time job and kids. Um, God <laughs> laughed at me and said, no, that's not how that's going to work. Right. So what happened was my daughter was in the preschool here and they had a Beck board at the time and they needed a parent representative who was a member. Mm-hmm. So uh, they asked me if I'd be on the Beck board and I said, sure. Um, and I think that was like a year, year and a half. And then my daughter graduated from the preschool. So I thought, okay, my work here is done. And uh, again, God laughed. And um, I was, not, I was uh, contacted by the nominating committee to uh, see if I'd like to be on the Beck board. And I felt like I couldn't say no. Oh my gosh. So I uh, was elected to the Beck board for a three-year term. Okay. Um, During that time, I met Rit Vogel and Joel Halverson. Mm -hmm. Um, Rit Vogel was the director of of Children's Ed. Yeah, I think that's what it was. At the time. And so she asked me to teach Sunday school, the kindergarten class, which is so much fun. They're so cute. Um, and I did that for five years. And then... Um, oh, yeah, we got a phone call. It's okay. Sorry. And then I did that for five years. And then um, about the time I was done with that, then Joel Halverson called me and asked me if I'd like to be the accountant um, because the previous guy was moving to Ohio. And my son, you know, still was in ECE. I didn't really want to go to back to work quite yet, but it just seemed like God was calling me to do something different. So I, um, (laughs) hold on a sec. So I, uh, took the job and, uh, moral of the story. The rest is history. The rest is history. Been here 18 years. It's awesome too. I wonder how we can draw the line. So you worked in oil and gold and now the spirit right like right the most valuable commodity of all right like i go from gold to god i mean i think that was like... what a cool story though. and i love right like i love tracing that and just like the strange ways that god kind of pulls you forward to places that you never i'm sure right coming out of college you never would have envisioned being the accountant at a church no never uh, especially a lutheran church at that point right. in your life right exactly. right and that right. here we are and this has been the largest, right, like the longest held job you've had in your career, correct? Correct. 18 years. Wow. And so the other neat thing, though, um, one of the things that Shelly and I really share a passion for is centering prayer. And that's, there's a, a group here that meets every Thursday. Shelly's kind of the organizer of that group. Um, and you attend very regularly. And I've been more regular as of late. But Thursdays get busy, it seems. Um, but so I'm, I, I want to hear, I want you to share that story, too, because that's also kind of a neat um, you know, path that you had towards discovering this very strange form of prayer. And, and I mean, why don't you tell us just a little bit about what Centering Prayer is first, in case people aren't familiar, in case you didn't listen to my Centering Prayer podcast. Um, <laughs> Shelly, go ahead. Sure. 
Um, and so a center of prayer at Bethany started here like six or seven years ago when we had intern Brian. He he was the one that started the group. There's actually two groups that meet That's right. here, um, an afternoon group and an evening group um, on Thursdays. Um, and he, he was very passionate about centering prayer. He was really faithful about it. He practiced it like twice a day. Um, and so it was, it was kind of his intern project to try to get that up and running at Bethany. And I, I wasn't really looking for anything like that. You know, I felt like my faith life was, um, you know, fine the way it was attending services and on Sundays and that kind of thing. But um, I was actually pretty close to Brian. Um, he was my neighbor across the hall, and he invited me to come. And I'm like, sure, I'll try it. You know, I didn't, I, you know, it, it wasn't anything that was on my radar, but I thought, you know, I'll give it a try. And as I was telling Pastor Nate, the first time I went um, to class, I, and we started doing the centering prayer part of it, I actually cried. Like something hit my soul, and I just huh. felt like, it was uh, what I've been looking for, but I didn't even know I was looking for it. Yeah, sort of thing. Is it well? What a what a strange like that's also a microcosm of uh, the way God's been working in your life, as you described in this story too, right? Like you didn't know you were looking for an accounting job at a Lutheran church, and yet you found it, and like wow, like it, it was really it was a really great fit. And in the same way, this very strange form of prayer, which is just sitting in silence and kind of like emptying yourself before God. I'm sure that wouldn't have sounded appealing. It it never sounds appealing when people describe it. And then when you actually practice it, for a lot of people, it can have this like, you know, soul opening effect. Correct. Yeah. It it was uh it wasn't you know, like Nate was saying, Okay, describe what it's like. Well, we go in and we, you know, do some kind of prayers ahead of time and then we sit in silence for twenty minutes. And, um, you know, the lights are down low and there's, it's very quiet. And the whole idea is to kind of open up yourself to, um, God, like God is always with us. God's always inside of us, but it's, it's kind of opening ourselves up so that we can have that deep spiritual conversation with Mm. God. And, um, it's not easy. Um, you know, like you're supposed to kind of clear your mind and you're supposed to be at peace and you're supposed to center yourself. But your mind doesn't want to do that. Your mind wants to think of your laundry list and, you know, yeah. all the chores you have to do and what you need to get at the grocery store and what work you have to do. And you're, and you, it's really hard to, like, just sit there and say, okay, I'm just going to, like, clear my mind and I'm just going to let God in and, um, you know, open that space for him. Um, and so, um, like Nate said, it wasn't something I was looking for. It wasn't something I thought would appeal to me. But um, it's been something that has just changed my life, honestly. Yeah. Now tell me this. Here's what I'm curious about. Were your kids still at home when you started with Centering Prayer? So this was six years ago, you said. And I'm trying to remember how old your kids are. Okay, so I have a daughter that's 27. So no, she wasn't wasn't at home. home. She was in college. Or just finishing college, I think, when I started. Um, and then my son is 23 and so he would have been like 17 ish. Okay. So he was in high school. Interesting. Um, yeah. So they, mostly they weren't home. Yet. Yeah. That's, I, was, I discovered, and I guess it's really when you get introduced to centering prayer. Um, and so I was introduced to it in 2012. Yeah. In 2012. Um, and that was right after like my, just starting to have kids in the house and I always joke to people of like, since having kids, all of my hobbies have become very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> right. and I don't know if I could have, you know, like earlier in life, I just always wanted to 
run and do things, you know, like just go, go, go. And centering prayer once after having kids really appealed to me. Like, it's just going to be quiet. Quiet time. And it's going to be still. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. Um. But you know what I kind of found about centering prayer, though? I think it helped me be um, more patient. And it helped me be more, yeah. um, you know, kind of look at stuff that was happening even in the moment or day to day, like don't get so upset about it. Don't get so excited. You know, like this isn't that big of a deal. Like just, you know, just look at what, what is God trying to like teach you in that moment? Yeah. Well said. And so it, I mean, it's sad that my kids weren't younger because I think it could have helped me, (laughs) help me as you know, when they were younger, when are in there, Uh they're more like teenagers and you're, you're trying to kind of navigate that. Um, because now I feel like I'm so much more patient. I feel like I'm I not as don't get like riled up about things as much, and that they probably would have. I can't see that. you ever getting riled up about things, Shelley. But maybe that's maybe that's six <laughs> years of centering prayer work, there right? There you go. Well, I think it's more that you know I'm one of those people that is just like I don't get upset. I don't get upset, and then it builds up, and then you know there's like 20 things, and I get mad at the 21st thing. You there know, you go. Whatever. Right, which is probably not that big a deal to begin with, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. No, well, and so you you hinted. Uh, like raising teenagers is going to be hard work because that's what I'm coming up against. Oh gosh! All right, pray for me. It can be, it can be, but it's yeah, it's good. They'll get grown and flown, and then you'll wish you had it back. Yeah. Well, and coming back to the centering prayer side of things too, I think the real, it's just really interesting in in your work, right? Like you have so many. Right? Like Bethany's a really big place, and to be the accountant of a spot like this, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, we're in your office right now. There are so many binders. <laughs> how many? Do you know how many binders you have? Like Forty-five. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know where everything is. It's all very organized. Um, but right, like in a world that's just a flood of details and right, like calculations and and really, you know, in high stakes, like it matters where our money goes. It has to be accounted for and well organized. I'm sure there's something very freeing about that time of centering prayer too. Of like, no, like I don't have to say the prayer exactly right. I don't have to follow the words on the page or sing the song on key. Like, this is just silence, just stillness. Do you find that? Like, have you thought at all about that of your professional career and how this is sort of like the opposite of that, but that is a really good thing? I think about that all the time because I'm really a black and white person. I'm very compartmentalized. Sure. Everything is like, you know, debits equal credits. Everything's really black, yeah, yeah. black and white. <laughs> and um, and I like it that way. Uh-huh. I like things to be very organized and, and not a lot of, like, moving parts. Like, I could never be in a profession where I it was, you know, or I'd have to, like, my daughter's a social worker. I mean, oh, like, sure. Like, I just I don't think like she does, yeah. you know? And I wish I did. I wish I was as empathetic and as compassionate. And, you know, I mean, like, she... She sees the world totally different from me. Um, and she tells us that, my husband and I, that all the time. But, um, yeah, so I think about that a lot. Like, I think this was something I needed because I do tend to kind of just love that yeah. structure. And this is very unstructured. And I, I think it was another, it was a way that I was going to get break away from, like, living in structure all the time. And, you know, like, being able to, like, expand my horizons a little bit and think a little bit differently and um you know and and find a way to have faith in my life in a different way than just going to church on sunday absolutely i love what you said there too it's it's just so instructive for the people listening as well to think about right like how you know what are some of the 
the themes and the rhythms of your life, the way that you want to do things, but then to allow yourself to, especially in terms of a faith practice, to maybe find something that's just, that's different than what you do the rest of the week, right? Like you don't have to follow the same script all the time. And that really can result in a much deeper, fuller relationship with God when you kind of try and connect, maybe in a way that you wouldn't expect, or maybe in a way that doesn't seem to fit your personality, but that could still be really, you know, really good. And not that, you know, it's, in terms of fitting your personality um no that's so true i mean this was if i think if you would have told my husband or my kids i was gonna be doing centering prayer they would have thought you know you were crazy like interesting that's, that's just not something um that i would have ever considered before yeah you know sort of thing the way i've always heard it said too though about centering prayer is that it, it tends to find you like you don't yeah. find centering prayer it tends to find you and it was right like it, like you said it was because Intern Brian was across the hall, and he, he peer pressured you into coming. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and the rest is history. Uh, well, listen, Shelly, sincerely, thank you for coming on. I know that this was out of your comfort zone as very, well. Very much so. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, you would have liked to submit a spreadsheet rather than have an interview on a podcast, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, we'll just really appreciate, I mean, sincerely. Well, and we should tell everyone, we recently had an audit here, and they were glowing in their review of the way that Shelly does things like the, the best audit an audit could be. So <laughs> thank you. You do yeah. incredibly good work for our church and you're so responsible with the finances. Like that's just such a gift to the congregation. Um, and yeah, and I just really appreciate your thoughtful spirit and your continued care of the centering prayer group that that continues here for people who want to check it out Thursdays at two o'clock in the chapel. If you want to come and join us, um, and yeah, and for taking the risk to come on the podcast, really appreciate you taking time for this. Yeah. Any um, closing thoughts for our listeners? Um, File your taxes. No, or give to your church. Yeah. Regularly. <laughs> Great answer. Hey, and listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Stay in peace, everyone.